This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, Lauren Angela here. We are about to start this week's podcast, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. And Angela, a lot of people don't know, we have an online store. We do. We built it with our Squarespace website. It's thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can check it out. I had so much fun making it using Squarespace's tools. They make it so easy. And I bugged the crap out of everyone that works there whenever I had my weird questions. And they got back to me right away. Yeah. And now we, you can go on our website and purchase t-shirts that say things like sexy, which is our little theme song. With the, with the musical notes. Yeah, whenever we read an article by Cosmo, I play sexy. So we so. made a shirt. We also have our Big Spoon, Little Spoon shirts, all kinds of cool stuff on our online store on Squarespace. Yeah, so check it out. If you want to build your own Squarespace website, you can do it because it's easy. Creating websites with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. You also get a free custom domain, which is pretty cool. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. And if you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for a year. You also get beautiful templates so your website's looking good. You design a best in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. I like the way that you said your website's looking good. You said it like you were talking about some guy's butt. Like, your website's looking good. Looking good. Look at that website. Hey, website looking Sexy. good. Uh, start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code SINGLE to get 10% off your first purchase. Remember, offer code SINGLE. We are hooking it up with 10% off your first purchase. Now, now let's, let's start, start the show. show. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. And every week here on the podcast, we discuss a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is it's not just about you. No, it's not. It's not always. Sometimes it is. Also on the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, what Tinder's in-house sociologist says you should add to your profile, and why you might want to use Swedish words to describe your relationship. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week, so what's going on with your week? Well, you guys know last week was the election, and I know everybody is just ODing on political talk, so... There's been, like, this toxic energy in the universe. I'm very melancholy. I've been very depressed. I've Pretty much everyone I talk to says the same thing. They feel like they every morning when they wake up, they feel like somebody punched them in the stomach, which is horrible, and... Well, I mean, like, our leader is now a racist, misogynist bigot. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to 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 be excited and happy. Yeah, especially when it was such a surprise. Nobody was expecting this, and it's really hard to process. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll know I was throwing a uh, big election party. I was so excited. A ton of people came, a ton of comedians, all my friends. It was really fun. And it slowly, Angela, became a funeral. Same at my little get-together. We were just lined up on the couch, crawled up in four little balls, me and my friends, 
crying. Um, so what does this have to do with dating? I'll tell you. Well, I had, I'm not done talking oh, I'm about sorry. my party. Oh, okay. All right. Tell us about your party. <laughs> I had like this Hillary candle. Oh, I know. I like her, that candle. With her face. I'm not throwing it away. I'm keeping it. You shouldn't. Hillary, listen guys, Hillary's still around. She's going to do good things. I, I was reading that like Chelsea's, Chelsea's going to now get into politics, which I think is great. Yeah. I love Chelsea. Now she's like St. Hillary at this point. Now that she lost, people were like, oh, I mean, she's not perfect. And now she's no. St. Hillary. Yeah. She's, but she was she's always, really... she was always St. Hillary. And now she, people were questioning it. Now she has truly become St. Hillary. The things that she has been through, I think she's, she should be up for sainthood. And she's, she's handled it with dignity and grace, which I think is a real inspiration for all of us. If only I could live life with such dignity and graces. Hillary Clinton. Agreed. But um, what's not feeling dignified or graceful is my libido because your vagina is dried it's up. It's just dried up. And that's another thing that all my friends have been talking about. We all feel the same way. Our sex drive is gone for temporarily, I hope, but I just, I don't know. I can't get excited living in a country where I feel ashamed oppressed i don't want to go so far as to say oppressed because there are a lot of people that have it a lot worse than me but definitely feel a lot of shame so yeah i just cannot uh get it up but the female version of that well as a sexual assault survivor i think having a president who has has assaulted women is very hard it's 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 very it's incredibly hard well every time you look at your president's face it's a trigger which and i mean even before he was nominated donald trump's face was everywhere so it's gonna be very hard going forward and if anybody um needs to vent you can vent to us please vent to us we're here yeah uh it is very tough times what's crazy i mean i i'm not having sex this week but not because my vagina is dried <laughs> it's actually very wet because uh <laughs> no get it wait wait because being sad makes me so horny no the opposite i started my period i started oh. i started my period like the night of the election like like as it was being announced that trump was gonna be president all of a sudden like blood starts. so many bad omens we literally a cockroach they made the announcement a cockroach crawled out from under our couch so we were like what the fuck we have entered the upside down and we've never seen a cockroach before in our apartment it was the first time it was like it was like the inaugurational march (laughs) of the cockroaches Oh man, I'm I, I'm laughing and crying at the same time. I know all we can do is find ways to laugh, you guys. This is kind of relevant of what's going on in my week. <laughs> okay, okay, I haven't even told you the story yet. So I was going to get food at my favorite restaurant, and I had my dog with me, and I was tying her up, and there were these three like really kind of good looking guys that were having brunch together. I was like, oh, that's cute, they're having brunch, and I'm like tying her up like right next to them so I can hear their entire conversation. And these are the last two sentences that I hear. I shouldn't have to drag a bunch of girls out of an Airbnb at like 3 a.m. Guy too. Like go back to hooker school. What? That's what I said. I was like, I, I froze in my, I, I, I froze. What, what's the phrase? Froze in my footsteps? Froze in my, uh, froze my steps? Froze. Yeah. You know, I always mess up uh, phrases. I think you got that one though. All right. I don't know. I froze <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck did they just say? Is this even- how 
guys talk about women when they're not there like i i from what i gathered they were talking about a bunch of girls who were hanging out with them late at night and the way they were talking about them was go back to hooker school were these straight guys from what you could gather oh yeah because there's because i i mean like i've i've heard like gay guys be like oh hooker 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 please no angela no what are you talking about no that can be funny that's not no, but a straight man saying that makes my skin crawl off my body. I have not. My, my, I've die. never even heard my gay friends call me a hooker. I wouldn't even like if they called me, if they talked to me like a hooker. I personally wouldn't like it. But they were saying I shouldn't have to drag. They're basically were trying to get a group of like hot girls out of their Airbnb on vacation. And like the girls weren't leaving. Who knows? And they were like, go back to hooker school. So. I I went inside, I ordered my food and I came out and I couldn't, and they were still there and I just, I had to go up to them and <gasps> so they were getting up to leave and I went up to them and I said, hey, and they kind of like stopped in the track like, who is this girl? Is she like hitting on us? Is she like, what what's happening? I was like, hey, I have a question. So I'm like, all right. I, did, I hadn't prepared what I would say so I was kind of a little fumbly, stumbly. I was like, I'm a writer and I sometimes, you know, write about relationships. I'm just curious how guys talk about girls when they're not around and um because I, I just couldn't help but overhear you say that some girls should go back to hooker school. I'm just wondering, is that the kind of things you say when girls aren't around? And the guys' faces got so red. And they're like, oh, no, let me explain the story. So here's the story that they explain. I want to know, Angela, if you buy it or not. Okay. Okay. So they go, no, no, no. So like, okay. So we were like at this bachelor party and there was like a bunch of girls that – that came back to our, our Airbnb and and we were like, oh man, like these girls, like they seem like they're professionals. They're like professionals. And they one of them had a brother with them and he like joked about being the pimp. And so we were debating if they were actually hookers or not. And I mean, but they, they're not, they're not hookers. We were just like, they seemed like professional and we were like debating if they were actually hookers. And then the guy three makes, the third guy makes a joke. Yeah, don't worry. It was just locker room talk. Obviously, making a reference right, to, to right, Trump, right, right. and so I look at him. I go, "Yeah, that's never gotten anyone in trouble." So hmm. here's what I think: I don't, I, I don't buy it that they actually thought that these women were hookers. I think that they was just a bunch of hot girls, and by by professionals, I think what right. they meant was the girls were like, "Ooh, hey, there's some good looking guys. Let's like hang out with them and hit on them." Like I think these girls right. were probably like pretty confident. And we're like, hey, let's go talk to those guys. Like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling hot. Like, let's go hang right. out with that hot group of guys. And by those girls approaching the guys, the guys took it like they were hookers. I mean, what does that say about their own self-confidence that they think the only reason a woman would come on to them is because they want to get paid? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Isn't that? That's a very bizarre story to me so bizarre like as a woman you should be able to like go up to a guy and hit on him you shouldn't have always have to wait for guys to hit on you like we live in a society now where guys can hit on girls girls should be able to hit on guys and the fact that a group of women went and hit on guys and i don't know what the situation was it was 3 a.m they weren't leaving their airbnb the guys were like why won't they leave they might be hookers what is wrong with these guys they the guys clearly invited them back to their airbnb right Right. So I guess what happened if they really did think they were hookers, if the girls then didn't sleep with them, they were like, get out. I don't know. We're not getting what we expected. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of missing holes. And the guys were the guys were very uncomfortable. And I was and I was 
and so I was like, uh, okay, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, thanks for explaining yourself. And they were like, oh, don't worry. They weren't hookers, though. And I'm like, but that it, makes it worse. It makes it worse. You call- <laughs> it almost would have been better if you explained that you were talking about actual hookers. I mean, yeah, it's it's all bad. It's all bad. Would you, um, would you have gone up to the guys? Would you have done no, what I did? No, I probably would have thought about it for the rest of the day and let it bother me. So I actually think it's really cool that you went back and, and called them out on it. At least maybe now they'll choose their words more carefully in the future. To be honest, if I didn't have a podcast, I don't know if I would have gone up to them. But secretly in my head, I was like, I, could, I, I would have been like you and I wouldn't have been able to get it out of my head. But I also was like, oh, I'll be able to talk about this on the podcast. It, it gave me that extra confidence to go up to them and call them out on it right weirdly we well you know i have a podcast too and you wouldn't I have done it i don't know i don't know i think i would have been afraid of getting into a fight with a couple of uh ignoramuses you know <laughs> on that uh, considering that's my best insult i'm not very good at on fighting that ignoramus <laughs> no it's time to jump into the news Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? I was reading Science of Us. My Drake, fave, my yes, fave. Yes, your fave. Drake Bear did a whole piece on um, how Sweden has words that we don't here in America for defining certain relationships. Uh, it was very interesting because they kind of talked about how a lot of people um, our age really have girlfriends or boyfriends that they live with. They're not married, but girlfriend or boyfriend sounds so immature and I guess middle school does partner sound like something you use for like grandparents that haven't married that are that are old it's so funny so I actually a lot of Ian's friends um call their wives and girlfriends their partners and I'm always like not sure if they're talking about like a business partner or if they're gay and like because like you know it's more common that like gay people will call their like boyfriend their partner because well that started before like gay people get married so they'd say partner but like you know yeah, like heterosexual were, people saying it really once a gay person was past boyfriend they're like they've been with this person for years right. like boyfriend is too oh we've been to, it sounds like someone maybe that's been together not as long like six months maybe a year two years but once you're in it for the i think partner signifies you're in it for the long term right but you're not a fiance yeah. So, and I know that a lot of Ian's friends use partner because they like that it's not a gendered term. I like that. Um, Nick's never called me his partner. He never really said, Fian- I hate, I still hate the word fiance. It feels showy to me. <laughs> like, it feels like you're trying to be like, look, I have a ring. You're like, oh, this is my fiance. We're about to be married. So it's really serious. I, I still always said boyfriend. It was either boyfriend right. or husband. There, There's really no... The in-between just felt like a weird transitional weird thing. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I don't have a problem with the word fiancé, but yeah, I don't know. I still, I find that like I'm just getting used to people I know getting married and I'll refer to people's husbands as their boyfriends a lot. So I still call Nick my boyfriend. I'm like, boyfriend, boyfriend. He's like, I'm not your boyfriend. But yeah, I guess if you're not married or you don't want to get married partner maybe isn't the right word you want to use so what are they doing in sweden so in sweden if you're in a serious relationship with somebody and you live with them but you're not married you call them your sambo um which apparently in sweden they use a lot of portman how do you say it portmanteau Mm -hmm. portmanteaus which is a two words bundled together and um sambo is a combination of the word salmon which means together and Boende, which means accommodation. So together accommodation. 
Oh, I like that. Yes. Um, And it all started in like the 1800s where you would call like your siblings or even your pets your Sambo if you lived with them, which is funny because your dog's name is Sammo. Sammo. She's named after Jean-Michel Basquiat. Sammo, your Sambo. Um, Sammo is my artistic dog. Yes, she is. And she's laying right next to me. She's very cute. They have a few other words also. Um, they, they just get really specific with all their relationships in Sweden. There's also Sarbo, which is a partner that you don't live with. There's a combo, which is a friend you live with, or a mambo, which is a parent you live with. And I love that. Your mambo. My mambo. I I I live with my mambo. I love that. My mambo. Mambo number two. I like that. Sweden has thought of everything. So if you guys want to start using some of those words, go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's. I kind of like Sambo better than partner. Yeah. A little bit. I do. Um, So I've also been reading an article in Science of Us by the same writer you picked, Drake Bear. He was on Mm -hmm. fire tonight. Thanks, Drake. Not the rapper, Drake. (laughs) Or singer, Drake. Drake Bear. Um, So Drake wrote about Tinder's in-house sociologists and what the advice they are giving uh, and the advice that they're giving, which is perfectly on topic for this week's episode. Now, according to in-house sociologist Jessica Carbino, A lot of individuals need to have fodder to make conversations. That seems obvious. Um, It's very difficult for some people to put themselves forward and to try to make that first move. So her recommendation is to add conversation starters to your bio. Because a lot of people, what they do is they just put a lot of information about themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're like, I'm a foodie and I love to travel and love Woody Allen films. And you think that would be enough. But she says that you should ask questions in your bio, which I think is such a great tip for anybody out there that has uh, an online profile. Yeah, I think that's brilliant because most people's problem with online dating is they never know what to say when they message someone. Exactly. So she says, if you brag about how worldly a traveler you are, ask your would-be reader what their favorite spots on earth is. For a foodie, ask ask for restaurants. Um you know, for if you're really into music, ask for your favorite artist. The point isn't to be mysterious. It's to be accessible. And a well-placed question gives the readers or gives the reader an easy on-ramp to bantering with you. So, um, yeah. The other cool thing about yeah. that is you don't get the same answer, I would think, as often as like if you have a Woody, like I like Woody Allen movies, you're going to get constant like I like Annie Hall. Oh, I like Annie Hall. Yeah. But like this leaves it more open-ended. Yeah, like what's who's your favorite director? Oh, I like Wes Anderson films. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, I like it. It keeps things interesting. And I honestly, I, you know, at this point, I would, I would think that you and I have thought of everything when it comes to giving advice on profiles. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a tip we've ever given has been to add questions into your bio. A lot mm-hmm. of our advice has been to make sure you have a little bit of humor, but you're not too like you know, cheeky, ha, ha, ha. It's like right. you've got like a mix of seriousness and a little bit of humor. And I don't know, you know, in our book, we've got a whole chapter on sure. on coming up with the perfect profile. But to be honest, I don't think we we said to ask questions. No, I like this. I mean, I, I, I would also add like maybe one quick little humorous thing about yourself. Don't make your bio too wordy, but don't yeah, don't make it. Don't have like a quiz. Don't have like 24 questions in your bio either guys yeah. but i think like one. keep a, it at one yeah one, one, or, one and or like two. a little little quip about yourself yeah um uh so yeah pretty good advice i would say i agree at, uh on that note i think it's time for us to jump into the mailbox angela yes 
What do we have in the mailbox this week? This week, we have two emails from gentlemen. Ooh, la Male, this is why you're single listeners. Shout out to our male, this is why you're single listeners. I love it. Well, hopefully they get the, the female perspective. Right. You're inside our brain. So first up, we have an email from Cal. Cal says... I love that name. I know. Such a, such a good name. Like a 50s boyfriend. Okay. Cal met a girl at the yoga studio last night that, um, that he works at. See, I like Cal even... I like Cal even more because you know I love my yoga. I know. This could be you. This email could be about you. But I worry about this because I never look that good when I go to yoga. I look kind like of a, shit. No, but people look natural and calm and they're Maybe all I, toned. I That's to why some, I don't go. I need to get some like cuter <laughs> yoga clothes if people are like looking at me. I, I mean, actually. But also you're married, so you're fine. True. All right. Fine. <laughs> But all right, Cal, though, Cal found love in the yoga studio. He says, I met a girl at the yoga studio last night that I work at. We talked and connected, but she left before I could get her number. We both work at the same yoga company. However, she was a sub for another instructor and doesn't regularly teach at the studio I work at. I doubt I'll run into her by chance anytime soon. Is it creepy or okay to search someone on Facebook and then message them? I do know her first and last name. On the other hand, I could always find the next class and studio she teaches at and just show up. Okay. I think that he should, number one, go to her class first because it'll be creepier. No. Let me give my advice first, I'm Angela. just saying, I know I disagree with you, but go let on. Me, let me give my advice and you can give yours. And if we disagree, that's fine. Okay. This is what I would do. If you message her first on Facebook, Cal, and she doesn't message you back, it'll be then it'll be creepy if you show up at her class on top of that. So what I would do is I would cement the kind of spark that you had when you guys hit it off in person by showing up at her class. You know, you just like wanted to check out a class from some other teachers. I have I'm I go to yoga five times a week. I love yoga. Uh, and a lot of the teachers want to try out other people's teaching styles. So it's not weird that you're showing up for her class and then try to talk to her after be like, I really loved your class and try to like hit it off a little bit more. And maybe in that conversation, if it feels natural after her class, you'll be able to just ask for her number in person or be like, Hey, what are you doing after this? Want to go grab a smoothie or kale salad or whatever you yogis like to eat. Um, or if you go to her class and she has to like run out afterwards, well, at least you've seen her a second time and like potentially hit it off and you have, then you have something else to message her about on Facebook and you can message her and say, Hey, so good to see you again. Really loved the class, really loved your class. Like want to grab lunch. And I do not think that that's creepy at all. That's my take. What do you think, Angela? I think it's a little creepy. I think if he shows up to her class, I don't think showing up to her class is creepy, but I think showing up and then asking her out, she's going to be like, so you clearly just found out where I was working to come ask me out. I'm in the yoga world and people go to each other's classes all the time. It's not creepy to go to her class. And because they both are into yoga and they teach at the same company, like wanting to like go to lunch and talk about yoga or just I just feel like if somebody found where I worked and showed up at the place that I worked to ask me out, even if I was into them, I would feel a little uncomfortable, you know, just because like work, it's like that's not where your head's at in that moment. I don't know. I mean, yoga, 
the yoga studio I'm at, it's like a very tight community. And all the teachers from all the different studios that are in the same company, they all kind of know each other. They all go to each other's classes. They sub at each other's classes. They want to try out each other's classes because everyone has different styles and you have things to learn from people. And it's like a very loving community. And I think just the fact that Cal's even worried about coming off creepy and is very sensitive to that. That means he's like not a creep and he's not going to be weird about it. And I think he'd be good at feeling this girl out and going up to her after a class and and he'll be able to kind of sense it. And if he's if she's weird about it at all, he's not going to do it in that moment. And then he'll message her on Facebook later and he'll have a talking point and he'll be able to say really loved your class, like would love to hang out more, you know, just love meeting fellow fellow yogis that have the same interests like, you know, you should come to one of my classes and maybe let's grab a drink afterwards or kale drink <laughs> right kale with cow that's what i think you i don't know listen to either one of us yeah. i guess if and you, as far as facebook i don't think it, it's weird at all yeah it also i mean i guess it depends did she tell you her first and last name or did you look it up they're in the same company so like everyone kind of knows everyone's name i don't think it's weird if you friend her but also no like i don't really check facebook that much and I'm not really checking my messages. So I'll sometimes go like a month or two without checking messages. So you also don't know if she's on Facebook all the time. That's why I do think it'll be better if you just show up at her class and like you're able to kind of get her info and hang out with her in person. Just because if you message on Facebook and then you don't hear from her, you're going to be super in your head about it. And then if you see her you're and she hasn't messaged you yet, if you're anything like me, He'll be like, oh, my God, it's so weird. I'm seeing her. And she, like, purposefully ignored my message. And she might not have even seen it. You just don't know people's Facebook uh, habits. So there's also – that's why I always think, like, in person's better if you have the opportunity. And you have such a good excuse. You're not just, like, some stranger that's, like, showing up at a studio that's, like, that's really far away. You're in the company already. And it makes sense that it's respectful to go to another yoga teacher's class and support them. So I think you're in, like, a perfect – scenario to just show up at her class all right it's a bold move cal but let us know how it goes um next up we have matt matt says how do two people with different amounts of dating experience overcome that asymmetry the uh the a girl that he likes had about a decade of dating experience including one boyfriend that was quite serious matt has zilch he says a mixture of confidence issues and a complete inability to pick up on signals has led him to be that way. Um, despite communicating these misgivings with each other, the disparity in our places bred anxiety and eventually drove a wedge and between their paces, us. Paces. In, oh, and, and their paces, right. And their paces in dating. Um, as opposed to places, which would also make sense. She was wary of teaching, quote, teaching a partner to date while I was always worried I'd commit some faux pas and screw it all up somehow. Do I just need more dating experience? Are my next few relationships doomed because of this handicap? I'm 28, by the way. Okay, so can I, I'll, tell, I'll say what I, think, what I think first. I am just like you, Matt, because when I started dating Nick, he had been in two very long-term relationships, and I never had. But he knew that. And he didn't feel like he was like teaching me how to be in a relationship. I had dated a ton of people, but never passed the three month mark. So once we started getting into like the long term, very serious relationship part, sure, I had things to learn, but I didn't make a big deal out of them. And he didn't make a big deal out of them. And we were just 
two people in a relationship coming at it from different perspectives. And honestly, Matt, don't get in your head about this because just because one person has a decade of dating experience, including one serious boyfriend, doesn't mean they're good at relationships. There's a ton of people that have been married and married multiple times or had five long-term relationships and maybe they suck at relationships. Like definitely the amount of time you've been dating is is not equal to the quality of a person is isn't equal to how good you are at being in a relationship. Does that make sense, Angela? Yeah. I mean, I don't, do you know anybody that even thinks that they're that good at dating? I don't know anybody that's like, I'm great at dating, no matter how many boyfriends or girlfriends they've no. had. Unless you're like someone that's like super good at communication and you're very like calm and you're very easygoing. But like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like my, my friend, Ollie's wife. Like she's just super chill and like really good at communicating. So their relationship went really smoothly. But I don't think she had very many serious boyfriends before him. That he was like her first boyfriend, I think. I don't really yeah. but but it's it's really more about personality. Your personality is what's mm-hmm. gonna depend on is what's gonna affect how good you are in a relationship. Not experience. Experience right. means nothing. People are attracted to confidence. So try not to feel insecure about your past. I know that it's hard to just like you can't just switch on the confidence lever but just know that nobody it's probably a bigger deal to you than it is to her that you don't have a lot of experience so and it's all about how you market yourself right yeah because yes a hundred percent it's how you market yourself so just be confident matt don't get in your head about this just make sure you're good at communicating and that you're a kind person and you'll do great because yeah, experience does not matter when it comes to relationships. Newbies might have the smoothest relationship. It's really about the mm-hmm. two people in the relationship and keeping an open mind and communicating. Right. So good luck. Yeah. Get out there and uh, you're going to get some experience. It's going to be fine. And I don't like that she's judging you for this experience. And I don't like that she's saying that she's wary of teaching a person to date. That's not very cool of her. Unless you were like making a big deal out of it and you were saying like, I need you to teach me. I don't know what I'm doing. Then yeah, that's like a big turnoff. Right. So I think like Angela, I think like Angela said, if you're confident, she's not going to feel like she needs to, to teach you. Yeah. So stop apologizing for yourself. Yes. If you guys want your listener questions answered or if you have funny text messages from an app you want to share with us, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website, thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is it's not just about you. No, because... Angela and I have been talking about this a lot where both of our guys sometimes have said to us when we're telling stories about our day, you didn't ask us about our day. Yeah, we're both guilty of this. I think that, you know, you live your life, you have a lot going on and you forget that there's another person in your relationship that that is having their own day. A hundred percent. You have to make sure this is why I loved my new story. You have to ask questions, not only on your dating profile, but in person once you're in a relationship. You need to check in, see what's going on with the person. Yeah, and nothing nothing shows you care about somebody more than than just asking interested questions about their day. Like if like for example, my boyfriend had a job interview and I forgot to ask him about it and it really hurt his feelings. So the next day, we had a very in-depth conversation about it and he felt better. Sometimes it's really hard because 
I've I've done that before, Angela, too, where I've texted Nick about something like in his day, like, oh, hey, how did how how was your acting class or how was painting today in your studio? And he'll text back and be like, oh, it was fine. It was good. So then when I see him later that night in my head, I'm like, OK, we've we've already talked about it. Like he said it was good. He didn't have a lot to say. So I don't ask him about it. And then. And then I think he might feel like you didn't ask me about my day. I'm like, oh, I, I thought that like text <laughs> message covered it. That's yeah, exactly. That's what or in other other times I'll say, hey, how was the studio? And it'll be like, I told you it was <laughs> it was good. So you don't so, know. Yeah, you don't know. But when in doubt, ask. Exactly. Plus, you know, the other thing is sometimes people will be feeling upset about something. They'll have something on their mind and they won't even realize that something's bothering them. And then you'll be like, what's, you know, how's your day? What's wrong? And then once you prompt them to talk about it and they get it off their chest, they'll feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. So you can be, you could be healing with these conversations. We've talked a lot about news stories in, in over, over the episodes in our podcast. Um, there's been news stories that list questions that you should ask on dates. So yeah. when, if you're not sure what to ask people, I mean, always, always ask them about their day, but I would also say that you guys should Google the Google New York Times 36 questions that lead to love. And they have a list of 36 questions that are good to ask somebody that you're dating. It's supposed to make you guys fall in love. But but either way, whether that even if that doesn't happen, they're just really good questions that open up a good dialogue. Do you want to read some of them, Angela? Yeah. Are we going to answer them, too? Um, No, (laughs) (laughs) unless you want to. Well, it depends. Okay, what's number one? Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? All right, fine. We'll answer. <laughs> That's a hard one, though. Anyone in the world. There's so many people. I mean, right now, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. All right, next up. Would you like to be famous in what way? Not really. Not like I wouldn't want to be famous in like the way that people recognize me. You know, like I want to be able to walk down the street and and just live my life. No paparazzi, but I'd like to be known for doing something good. I would like to be famous, but not with no paparazzi. I want to be the kind of famous where you can get dinner reservations anytime you want. Yeah. And people send you free clothes. Yes. Free stuff. Free stuff famous. (laughs) And yes, of course, I want to, I, if I'm talking seriously about this, I want to be the type of famous where I've created some kind of beautiful art or book that people remember from decades to come so that when I die, I leave something lasting that is culturally appreciated. Yeah. Maybe this podcast. Uh, probably not. Perhaps. Probably not. Um, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Right now? Um, uh, you answer it first. Oh, I'm to hang out with my friends and eat lots of food and maybe like play a board game. Yeah. <laughs> That's so boring, but that would be nice. Yeah. I think right now my family's on the other side of the coast. So, I mean, my wedding was such a beautiful day because it was all my favorite people in one room. So I think like having some kind of event where all my favorite people were there, where I could have my family Nick's family in Cleveland and all my friends. I don't know. So maybe 13 years later, if I have a child and they have a bat mitzvah or 14, 15, I don't know, whenever I have, end up having a baby and they're having a bat mitzvah, I can't think of another party where everybody I know is going to be there. But I yeah. don't know, something like that. Um, all right. 
Oh, I'll want to do one more of these questions that's in the New York Times 36 questions. Sure. I already feel so much more endeared towards you. Thanks. It's working. It is. Are you falling in love with me? I'm falling in love. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Yes. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say yes. I hate making phone calls. I can't even order a pizza without rehearsing what I'm going to say. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Do you think that I do? Mm -hmm. See, I don't know, because I think that you're good at talking off the cuff, but I also think that you like to prepare. A big hell no, I don't prepare before phone calls. Mm. Nope. No, thanks. Big difference between us. Yeah. Uh, When was the last... When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? That's question number five. Oh, I actually, I have a terrible singing voice and I don't like singing in front of people, but I sing in the shower every day. Adorable. I bring music in with me. That's like Broadway. Probably, let me guess, Broadway songs. So many show tunes. I know it. What about you? Do you sing to Sam? I write song. I still write song. (laughs) I studied a little bit of songwriting in college and I just bought a ukulele. I'm trying to learn the ukulele, so I I sing songs every day. When I walk Sam, I just sing songs about the day. <laughs> I sing to, so I sing to Sam a lot. Uh, sometimes to Nick too. All right, that's a good little first fiver. Um, yeah. But those are just a sampling of the New York Times 36 questions. If you needed to get some ideas, we also have a bunch of conversation starters in our book. I'm not just trying to plug our book. We actually <laughs> we do. We actually do. Um, but on that note, I think it's time for our reason of the week breakdown. It's important to ask questions. It's also important to listen because like our reason of the week says, it's not all about you. This is why Angela and I are going to be asking each other questions, even though uh, these are different questions. Yeah. We're going to be asking these. Yeah. These ones we wrote asking each other questions and seeing how well we know each other in a game that we call the this is why you're single game. We came up with it. It's our game. It's our game. We're actually trying to pitch a game now. I know we kind of we've talked to you podcast listeners about different entrepreneurial things we're doing we're still developing our tv show it's a long process and in the meantime we're pitching a card game that we are so excited about and we're gonna play five questions that are in our game now Mm -hmm. the way our game works is everyone gets a deck of everyone uh, gets cards that say a b c d so angela here are your a b c d cards thanks and I've got my ABCD cards. And then we've got these communal cards. Now, we're, you're going to take a card and read it out loud. And you're going to pick your answer silently. And I'm going to try to guess how you answer. And if I guess right, I get a point. Right. Usually you have to play this game with three people, but we're right. playing it together. All right. Angela? You go first. Yeah. So this will prove how well Laura listens when I talk and how well she knows me as a person. Mm-hmm. The question is, which of these euphemisms would I most likely would I be me- most likely to use for a vagina? A puff pillow, B velvet glove, C silk igloo, or D clam? I have my answer. One, two, three, flip. <gasps> uh, you're wrong. I pick, I pick B velvet glove. Laura said velvet glove. My answer is silk igloo. Really? Yeah, I like the silk Damn. igloo. I don't answer. I don't. I don't listen to you. It's icy. All right. My question: the person I'm dating, the person I'm on a date with, steals toilet paper from the restroom. I a ask them to grab me one too. B 
pretend I don't notice. I think they're nice, cute, and smart. I can overlook it. I C, don't date cheapskates, gross. Or D, I don't date kleptos. Fingers crossed, I still have my wallet. All right, Angela, do you have your number? Uh, I think it's C. You're right. I'm right? Yeah. I, you don't, I you don't date I, cheapskate. I couldn't remember what I picked. I, had to fl- <laughs> I actually had to flip it over. I don't date cheapskates, gross. I also don't date kleptos. But yeah, I think I, I picked C. I know. I you know. listen to me. You do. All right. Here's another card for you. Okay. Two hours before a date, I text to confirm, but I don't hear back. I, A, still show up for the date. B, show up, but bring a friend. C, definitely do not show up. D, send five more texts, two voicemails, and a video message. C. <gasps> you're right. Yeah. C is my answer. I definitely do not show up. You would never. You're not you're not that bold. We as we know from my story earlier, you wouldn't go up to the guys and call them out on calling girls hookers. You definitely no. wouldn't show up to I a date. I also just my time is precious, man. I'm gonna go home and watch Netflix. Exactly. All right. Next up. A first date texts me an hour before we're supposed to meet, saying simply, I just got hit by a car. I, A, rush to the hospital. B, ask, but are we still on for tonight? I, C, say, rain check and find a backup date on Tinder. D, decide this is a sign from the universe that it wasn't meant to be. I think it's D. I pick C. Oh, I thought you had a lot of faith in the universe. Oh, that is hard. I do have so much faith. I am. I've been very mystical lately. Yeah. I've been very much about like energy and the universe sending me signs, but maybe you're right. Actually, can I change? <laughs> do my I answer? know you better than you know yourself? A hundred percent. You're right. My, look I at my listening skills. I would not just find a backup date on Tinder. I would. Yeah. I would a hundred percent be like the universe told me. God, you know me better than I even know me. Plus, I feel like you'd be like, I want to go home anyway. I would. I'd, I'd be, you know, when someone cancels on you and you're like kind of annoyed, but you're also really happy you have a free mm-hmm. night. That's how I would be. Exactly. Okay. Next question. The person I'm on a date with. St- oh, wait. Oh, same. We already did that one. Toilet paper question. Another question. If I were watching porn, I would most likely watch A, lesbian and gay porn, B, animated or hentai porn, C, role-playing porn, or D, bondage porn. This is hard because we watched we've watched cartoon porn together. Yes. But not in like a sexual way, in a in an investigative way. And like you laughed about it, but I think if you were actually watching porn, that isn't really what you would watch. Um I don't think you get turned on by by lesbian gay porn. You're very into like Yes, sexuality is fluid, but you're very straight personally. And I think like bondage porn would make you feel claustrophobic. So I'm going <laughs> to go with C, role-playing porn, because I think you'd, you'd be down for that. You're right. It's C. Really? Yeah. I hate being predictable sexually, but. Okay. My co- which, this is my next card, last card. Which conversation starter would I most likely use? Did you know that grapes explode in microwaves? That was A. Okay. B, would you still be into me if I didn't have a belly button? Or C, how often have you been to medieval times? Or D, escalators or elevators, go. I think, okay, I think you're B, the belly button one. A hundred (gasps) percent. I forgot to do the ding, ding, ding. Give me a ding, ding, ding. And we know that you know me better than I than I know myself. Well, I know you're obsessed with people not having belly buttons so that it feels real. 
it's that true. you would say that. We hope that was helpful, guys. I don't know if it was, but I hope so. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Angela, you know me better than I know myself. You win. For more reasons that you're single, check out our book available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook available on Audible. And uh, you can also follow us on our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts. I have changed my Twitter for, I think, the 10th time in a year. I noticed that. You finally got Laura Lane, didn't you? I bought it off a girl. Good for you. Congrats. Thanks. I own, I just own Laura Lane. No underscores, guys. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. I tried to buy Laura Lane off a girl on Instagram and she did, she was like, oh, I'm kind of attached to it. I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't even like push her. I was like, oh, that's fine. So I'm the Laura Lane on Instagram mm-hmm. and I'm just Laura Lane on Twitter right now. I've changed it a hundred times. I am still just plain old Sparadactyl at Sparadactyl on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I would like some more followers on Twitter, guys. So please follow me. Okay, barf. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beggar. I'm sorry. I'm only human. Um, but you can also follow our This Is What Your Single accounts, which are great. They're both called At Your Single Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and show us some love on iTunes if you're feeling friendly. You can like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.